Life Audio. Hey everyone, this is Kelly Givens, one of the producers of How to Study the Bible. I'm cutting in really quick to let you know that Nicole is taking a much needed break this month after her amazing Roman study. We decided that this would be a great opportunity to re air the very first episodes of How to Study the Bible. These are the ones where Nicole went step by step through her alive method of Bible study. If you're newish to the show or just never caught those first episodes, we hope you listen, because Nicole really lays the foundations for her whole approach to Bible study in these first few shows. Nicole will be back in February with a brand new series, but until then, we hope these episodes are helpful for you as you study the Bible. Okay, here's the show. The How to Study the Bible podcast is brought to you by BibleStudyTools.com and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. This idea of understanding the principles of Scripture is something we do build over time. As we know more and more of Scripture, it is easier and easier to discover those principles. So the bad news is you may be a little uncomfortable with this at first. But the good news, and this is always good news, is that you are always on this adventure of discovery more and more. And as you discover more and more, you're going to know more and more. And as you know more and more, it becomes easier to pull the principle out of a passage of Scripture. Welcome once again to How to Study the Bible. I am your host, Nicole Yunus. I will be your coach, your teacher, your counselor, your kick that you might need to actually get into God's Word for yourself. We can do this. The promise of this method that we're doing together is that if you apply this to your life, if you get into the habit, you will experience God differently. You will experience His Word differently. And subsequently, you will have the opportunity to be transformed by God's purpose in your life. So for the next few minutes, let's apply our minds to God's Word. Let's tune our hearts to God's love so that we might be people of purpose and peace as we go out into our life. Today is session four, and we are talking about the third question of the Alive Method, this framework that we are building that we can use to understand any passage of Scripture. And today's third question is, what does it mean? We're finally getting to the place where we're asking, okay, how do I make sense of what this really is? This is about interpretation. And I have a little bit of bad news for you, which is this, but it can also be good news. The little bit of bad news is this is the one that actually builds over time. This idea of understanding the principles of Scripture is something we do build over time. As we know more and more of Scripture, it is easier and easier to discover those principles. So the bad news is you may be a little uncomfortable with this at first, but the good news, and this is always good news, is that you are always on this adventure of discovery more and more. And as you discover more and more, you're going to know more and more, and as you know more and more, it becomes easier to pull the principle out of a passage of Scripture. So let's let's just do a little review. Can I take you on a trip with me? Let's go on a little trip. Have you ever been to a foreign country? Um, specifically, I'm thinking of a couple of countries that I've been to that are English-speaking, but they are not American countries. So I visited Australia when I was in college, and I have done some ministry in South Africa. 
So what's really interesting about going to a country that speaks primarily English but is not America is that you quickly sort of think that you're in the same culture that you are in at home. Certain things are different, but a lot of things are the same. But one of the ways that you begin to realize, wait a second, I am no longer in Kansas anymore, is that you see signs that look different. And inter- you have to actually interpret the same words, but you're interpreting them in a different culture. And really, that's what we're trying to do together, is we have got to create a way to understand, all right, what did this passage mean in the time that it was written? And what is the principle? What does it mean? What happened in that passage that still is timeless today. So today we're going to look pretty quickly. We're going to take a quick flyover, but I just want to remind you, it's in the show notes as well, that we have a 30-day challenge called Help My Bible is Alive that helps you walk through each of these in little 15-minute increments on your own in a workbook kind of environment so that you can actually apply this for yourself. But we're going to do this flyover today on how in the world do we find the meaning in this group group of writings, 66 books written over 1,600 years, and actually make meaning of them for what it meant then and how it applies for us today. This is the power of Scripture. Today, we are talking about what does it mean, how do we mine the principles out of the text, and is it possible to find them? So, I once heard a woman, she's an author named Carolyn Custis James, and she said, the minute that you ask why— you have become a theologian. So when we are looking at a passage of scripture and we've applied step one to the alive method, what does it say? And then we've reviewed and kind of taken all that we can out of our study notes and cross-references to understand the backstory. We're actually able to say this is what it meant at the time. Then we are asking the question, why? What is in this passage that is true? And once we get that, that broad understanding of a principle, then we are able to take that principle and apply it to our life. So there is a five filter method for applying a principle to a passage of scripture. And this is, again, this is not Nicole Yunus' trademark. This is a a mashup of things that I've learned, particularly from one book in seminary called Grasping God's Word that was really about interpretation. So this is coming directly from that book, but I find it so helpful for all of us to think about what does a principle mean? When I I read, like we did in the last episode, Philippians 4.13, I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. What's the principle there? What's the actual thing that is true then and is still true now? So here's the five things that we want to apply to a passage to understand if we have discovered the principle within. Hey guys, we're here because the Bible has changed so many lives. So just take a second and think about if you didn't have access to a Bible or you weren't even allowed to have one. This is a reality that many around the world are facing, which is why I want to tell you about one of our partners, Crew. Crew has missionaries in almost every country and they are seeing people come to know Jesus. There's just one thing they're missing, a Bible in their own language, and that's where you come in. For only $24 a month, you can provide three people with Bibles each and every month. When you sign up to provide three Bibles with a monthly gift of $24, Crew will also provide meals to 12 hungry individuals through their humanitarian aid ministry. Plus, you'll receive a free copy of my new book, Not What I Signed Up For. Simply text STUDY to 71326 to help today. That's S-T-U-D-Y 
or visit give.cru.org slash study. Again, that's give.cru.org slash study. Message and data rates may apply and available to U.S. addresses only. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. Okay, so first thing that we're going to look for is so basic and simple, but we actually need to say it, and it's, is it reflected in the passage? Am I looking at Scripture? Have you ever been in a Sunday school class or vacation Bible school or wherever, and you're thinking to yourself, no matter what, the answer is always Jesus. If I raise my hand and say Jesus, it's going to be the right answer. Well, guess what? Not every passage in Scripture can you say, the principle here is that Jesus loves me. Is it true that Jesus loves you? Absolutely. Is that reflected in multiple passages throughout Scripture? 100%. But it doesn't mean that the passage you're reading, that's the only principle within. So the first thing that we have to ask ourselves is when I'm thinking about a principle, and a principle is something like this. You can read a passage of Scripture, perhaps one on suffering, like in Romans chapter 5. And you may read that passage and think, okay, what is the thing that I can, what's the meaning here? And perhaps you write a principle, something like this, suffering can have a purpose and a process. The ultimate result of suffering can be helpful and hopeful. So I'm looking for what is true in this passage? What does it mean? What does it mean for anyone? Just like the basic meaning of this passage. And I'm going to apply that, like I said, in Romans 5. We'll put that in the show notes, the original passage and that application. Then I'm going to ask myself, is that reflected in the passage? Is that what the passage is actually about? Hopefully the answer is yes. The second filter that we apply for a principle is we ask ourselves, is this a timeless truth? Is it, was it true then and it's still true now? So I gave you that example of suffering can have a purpose. Was that true then at the time that Philippians was written? Well, based on what I've read, yes, I think that that was true. And then I'm going to ask the question, is it true now? Can suffering have a purpose now? Well, Based on that passage, that seems to be true. So I have passed the second test. Whenever you write a principle, I kind of like to think of it as a theory. I think it makes it easier to be open to it changing, to exploring, to being curious when you say, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to develop a theory based on this passage. And our theory on Romans 5 is that suffering can have a purpose. It can be productive. So I've asked myself, is it reflected in the passage first? Yes. My second question is, is it timeless? It, was it what it meant then? Is it, it is is it still true now? Uh, yeah, that would be true of this theory that suffering can have a purpose then and it still has a purpose now. The third filter that we have to ask, which is very important, is does this principle transcend culture, gender, age, status, etc.? If I'm looking for a principle and it's bound by any of those things, if I've looked for a principle such as when it says in scripture that women should cover their heads in worship, is the principle women should cover their heads in worship? Or is that perhaps a historical context? That's a question I have to ask. I have to be open to that theory. I might have to ask myself, 
Is that a principle? Is that reflected in Scripture? In that case, I think it's pretty clear that that was a a, a bound-by-culture type experience that in reality, the passage and the principle of that passage would be about respectful worship. That might be the principle. Many times we, we stop too short of the principle. We're still just like saying what the passage says. We're not asking what does it mean. So I'm moving towards meaning when I'm able to find a theory that transcends culture, gender, age, status. Now, do you remember what I said at the beginning of this episode, that this can be a little bit challenging, that this is something that we grow into over time? I think specifically that this step is one that we often need a little help with because we're becoming theologians. We are becoming people who are studying who God is. And whenever you're studying what something is or who someone is, particularly when we're talking about the God of the universe, you cannot expect to be right 100% of the time as soon as you begin this work. So we're holding it loosely. We're holding out a theory and we're asking, I don't know. And guess what? People have different interpretations of what a passage might mean, and that's okay. We're just working toward more understanding. Okay, so that was our third principle. Does it transcend culture, age, status? Is it is it bound to just one people group or does it apply to everyone? If I, if I find that what I'm doing is still bound to one people group, then I probably haven't gotten broad enough with what that principle is. The fourth filter that we're going to ask again that we build on over time is, is this principle harmonious with the rest of scripture? When I see this principle in this text, does it also reflect what I've seen in other places of scripture? Now, young my young investigator, you may not be ready for that. You may be thinking, I don't know what the rest of scripture says. Aha, that's why we're doing this. As you begin to study, as you build on a body of work, you will begin to understand how scripture is harmonious with scripture. And it actually makes you much better at being a student of God's word when you're able to say, okay, I think this is what this passage is saying, but I'm not sure if that agrees with the rest of scripture. Perhaps I need to do a deeper dive. You may find that you have a question about the order of salvation, about women in leadership, about human sexuality, about all of those hot topics that we discuss, about race, about justice. You may have questions about that, and you may have those questions for years. You may find yourself on an exploration for years to understand, is this harmonious with the rest of Scripture? Believe me, That work is not reserved for pastors and preachers and scholars. We are all better in the body of Christ when all of us are engaged with asking the question, huh, I don't know what I believe exactly about that. That is okay. What you're going to find is there's some very broad topics in Scripture that are harmonious, very, very clear. You're going to be able to find them and understand them. For instance, God's love harmonious. Well, you might ask, well, what about the Old Testament? We're going to get into that in a moment. But there are other things that are smaller matters that may take longer and more exploration to understand, and that is okay. Your study notes in your study Bible will help you with this very much. You will see some of that step three given to you in your study notes. So you'll get a little bit of context, what's the backstory, and then usually in many of the places in Scripture, particularly, for instance, at the beginning of a chapter or in a book introduction, those scholars will say, hey, here's what this means, and they'll give you step three, at least a a portion of it. So you've got some people on your side. You're not doing this alone. Um, You've got people, heavy hitters, who are scholars, who you can look to in your 
your Bible to help you understand, is this principle harmonious with the rest of Scripture? Okay, last one, very important step. Is this principle relevant? And what I mean by relevant is, is it relevant now and relevant then? So for instance, again, back to Leviticus. I know we all love to spend time in Leviticus. Let's say you're reading Leviticus and you're reading about ceremonial cleansing laws, and you're trying to discern the principle in ceremonial cleansing laws. Well, the reality is ceremonial cleansing laws were relevant at the time that they were written. But a principle is only a principle if it is relevant then and relevant now. So we can't stop at just God wants us to be clean. Like that, you, you would have to ask yourself, what's the broader, like bigger thing that's being expressed here? And you're probably going to want a little bit of help from your friends in the study notes. And when you look to those study notes, you're going to be like, huh, okay. So not only was God establishing something for his people that actually was needed at the time in that ancient culture, but he was also expressing what it means to be a holy people, that this can be about God's holiness. It doesn't mean that we need to apply ceremonial cleansing laws to ourselves right now, necessarily, and that's what your study notes are going to tell you, but it does mean that there's a principle at play, a broader principle, much higher up, out of the weeds of those laws, that is going to teach us something that we need to know about God something that we need to know about people, something that we need to know about the interaction between God and people. You are hitting on a principle when you have come up high enough above the text to ask yourself one of those three questions. This principle is teaching me about God. It's teaching me about human nature. It's teaching me about the interaction between God and human beings. Guess what? We're not going to stop there. Next episode, we're going to take on some of those thorny issues that we can experience when we are looking at principles. So hang in there. Stick with me. It is only now just getting so good. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to How to Study the Bible with Nicole Eunice, a production of LifeAudio.com and the Salem Web Network. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens, and our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey, and edited by Stephen Sanders. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. To learn more about Nicole, you can check out her website at NicoleEunice.com. Her book on how to study the Bible is called Help, My Bible is Alive. And you can find a link to that plus a link to Nicole's site in today's show notes. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.